Welcome back to the podcast, the ones and zeros of all things metal. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. And today we got an exciting episode for you. We're going to be talking about Bokeh and Ice Nine Kills. What are mm-hmm. we What are we looking at, Jeff? Bokeh is the Cardinal EP and Ice Nine Kills is uh, their sequel to The Silver Scream, which is Welcome to Horrorwood, The Silver Scream 2. Yeah. Uh, so jumping into it, I guess, uh, start out with Bokeh. Yep. Uh, I like their bio that they had in Spotify, which is songs from the basement in Iowa. And I felt <laughs> like, I felt like that was very fitting to the overall like nuance of this, uh, this EP it was just kind of raw and emotional. Not that it was recorded in a basement per se, but like mm-hmm. it, it felt like the idea, the structure, the the music, it, it felt it felt very basementy. So that that was pretty cool. Uh I noticed that they yeah. also they published it too. Like they were they're not signed to a record or anything. Also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well at least on Spotify it says that twenty twenty one bouquet. So gotcha. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that yeah, I like that. Um yeah, it's funny that their description is it's literally just that, yeah. just that one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm, what does a Iowan basement sound like? Like, um, like the ZP, like, like okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, um, yeah, that when I and I when I originally brought it up, like I had, uh, I had like happened upon one of their songs on YouTube or something, and I, it, which was Seed, mm-hmm. uh, and kept it in my radar, but kind of forgot about them and then somehow just stumbled across them again on Spotify. And I was like, Oh cool. They have a, they have a release out and, and uh, they, it grabbed my attention because they have, they kind of have a, an, like an Amber glow feel to them, at least in, from my ears, um, which is still one of my favorite releases that we've done so far yeah. um, on, on the show. And, uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, so um bouquet and and this cardinal ep is um it's kind of like kind of like very moody and kind of like has some like screaming uh kind of sprinkled in there it's not it's i wouldn't say it's like a center point of the band but it's kind of like a like a scream shout almost um and it's not really like metal type music it's more like kind of like emo rock um, type type of a feel and they, and there's like singing in there too. And, and uh, I, I think I listened to this one many, many times just because it's, it's really easy. It's like five, it's five songs and it's only 15 minutes long. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to, to get through it. Oh, especially with quickly. How I can't really say catchy because they're, it's kind of it, like you said they have the amber glow sound so it's that uh like spoken poetry esque mm-hmm. thing so uh it's not catchy to where you're able to like repeat everything that they're saying cuz it's more something that's felt than like repeated i think in in my opinion it's just i didn't really bother to to learn the the lyrics although i listened to them and i liked the lyrics i didn't bother to like learn them and I just kind of experienced the whole EP and I completely forgot where this thought was going. I got like, yeah, <laughs> I started yeah. talking without having a finish line in my, <laughs> uh, that's like Michael Scott in the office. <laughs> yeah. He's like, sometimes I will just start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. Oh, um, right. well, let me, let me add in a note then. Uh, it, yeah. Like just to continue what you were saying, it's not like, it's melodic, but not like, you know, not like pop music is melodic where it's mm-hmm. those songs are meant to uh, get stuck in your head almost to the point of being annoying where this one is is melodic because they're singing. But it's um, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't like catch you in the same way that a pop song might. It's each one of these songs flows really well together. I, I would say like of, of the five glisten is probably the, the like quote catchiest one because it, it, it follows more of a, 
like it has more of like a chorus structure to it, but yeah. Um, three of the five songs are less than three minutes with two, two of them being, um, you know, two minutes and one and a half minute minutes, yeah. but they're not, they don't feel like fillers. They feel like fully fledged songs, but you can tell that they didn't feel the need to try to make it longer. It's like whatever they had to say mm-hmm. musically and lyrically, it, it, it just fit for, for that length of, of song, which I really, which I really like. It's like sometimes, sometimes I'll come across a song. It's like, yeah, the song probably could have ended here and you didn't need the last minute or something. Yeah. So I appreciate when musicians know when to stop. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. So something interesting, like, so Peony, that's track one. That's the one you're talking about. It's only a minute and a half long. I didn't realize it was a minute and a half long. Cause I, I really only listened to him while I was driving in and in, in and from work. So I wasn't looking at my phone and it would always switch into tire swing, which is track two until I got back and I started writing notes and I look up and I was like, Oh man, this is only a minute and a half long. It seems like a full fledged three minute song. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just packed with that much like raw emotion and musicianship that you, you kind of get lost in the music and lose track of time and you know, it's, it's only a minute and a half, but it feels like a three minute song in the, in the best way. Not like it dragged on, but like. They that, fit three yes. minutes worth of content. Yes. In a minute and a half. Yeah. Like it leaves you fulfilled. Yeah. It like gives you like three, three minutes worth of fill up for only a minute and a half. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a great song. I love it. Yeah. I really like Peony. I like, uh, I, Seed, Seed was one of my, also one of my favorites. Um, I'd say Glisten, Seed, and Peony were the ones that stuck out to me the most. Um, it's funny because I got Tire Swing and Southpaw. So together oh, really? we got the whole, <laughs> we got the whole album again. <laughs> hey, between two people. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Peony and Southpaw from my memory, I think were the only ones that had that like spoken poetry in it and like peony was more like it started off right away that way and you don't really hear it again until southpaw i think at the very end when he's i didn't i didn't really look up the lyrics either but it sounded like maybe like someone in his family had passed away and they're talking about yeah like uh like a base something about a base and like a photograph like um, maybe someone in the family kind of introduced him to music and whenever he looks at pictures, it's like a fond memory that he has, you know, shared between him and this family member. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, for me, Southpaw was like, it was super emotional and, uh, kind of what you're talking about, uh, at 158, there's like a little telephone uh, that's kind of how they introduced that whole, where he's talking about the bass guitar and stuff that it's almost like a telephone call is kind of what I was catching. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a line where he says your pie. No, oh, maybe I wrote this down wrong. Your pie of a good life or your piece of, oh, I'm sorry, your picture of a good life. What does that look like to you? And I was like, Ooh, and then he goes into talking about the family member that passed away and uh, whatnot at in the, at the, around the two fifty mark. And it was just, it was like, when you really, really listen to it, it kind of like you get your feelings kind of like well up inside. You're like, Oh, this is it just like, it's really deep and uh, a really touching song in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, it's nice that they release every that they released they released it um I guess independently because mm-hmm. they can really choose what they want to do and I I would I would argue like I would say like a lot of bands just kind of you know like a lot of the music that we listen to a lot of the artists do have mm-hmm. creative freedom uh sometimes maybe like a producer might come in and um 
might influence a little bit, but you can tell that a lot of this stuff just sounds very personal. Uh, over just overall throughout this this whole EP, which which is nice to um, experience, where they they didn't have any like outside influence on on what they should be doing, just just from what what I've what I've heard of that they have. Yeah. Um, the production on it, I really enjoy. It's kind of got like, sometimes it's got this like swimmy, um, like, what do you call it? Oh, tre- like tremolo picking. Like I think in Southpaw, I think that's how it starts off with the, yeah, kinda, the fast. Yeah. Just kind of ambient. Yeah. yeah. Ambient guitar parts um i really love the bass at the beginning of glisten too where it kind of follows the melody from the chorus um i think they might do it during the verse too but um there it's really interesting to see when uh a band can reintroduce like a melody line or some kind of rhythm but like reinterpret it for like it started off with the bass and then uh then they write it for the 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 chorus for 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 the singing mm-hmm. and i'm just curious sometimes behind the that like songwriting process like what came first like did they did they um like have all the instrumentals or like did they rewrite like a bass part to follow the melody or did they write the melody like oh that's a cool like rhythm that you got there i'll try to turn that into a melody so i like i like thinking about that kind of thing when bands are um when i hear something like that where they'll reintroduce the melody somewhere with like a different instrument or something like that yeah that's always really interesting i was so this is uh I didn't realize that this was their first EP. I thought this is like a established band just because of how well the production was. I uh we because you were talking about them being independent for this album and I was just sitting and thinking I was like were they independent for all their albums beforehand and I mm-hmm. I didn't realize that this was their first one. This is a great starter um uh, introduction to who they are. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree. Um, cause even when you go down to fans also like, um, Amber glows is one of the bands that pops up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like we were saying when we did the Amber glow album, you know, we loved, there was four songs and we loved those four songs mm-hmm. and, uh, we're like, yeah, we want more, but we didn't want more at the expense of all the songs suffering just, just to have more content. Yeah. Um, and this kind of delivers on that. Yeah. This one kind of follows that same, um, mindset where they've got, you know, it's 15 minute release and all the parts that they wrote fit where they needed to. It didn't feel lacking at all. And, um, I think they nailed it on their first, release and i think i might be yeah i followed them on spotify i just found the follow button <laughs> on spotify recently because well i i saw it but i didn't know like what it meant yeah but it, it just means when you when they have a new release it tells you when like that there's new stuff out so i was like oh let me i gotta go back to all <laughs> all these other bands and click on the follow button so that i can so that i don't miss anything yeah by them so uh yeah, these guys are are ones that I, that I follow yeah. now, and uh, they don't have too many monthly listeners. I'm kind of bummed out by that. We need to uh, those well, are rookie numbers. We got to pump those up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully with this, it helps bring it up a little bit more. Uh, yeah, we'll give them another five. Uh, yeah, another five. <laughs> five listens. <laughs> Uh, they have, I mean, they have more listeners than Amberglow does. So, really, oh. yeah, Amberglow only has like four hundred and fifty a month. 
but oh wow yeah you're right uh mm. just imagine like those two bands going on tour together that would be oh man i don't know how yeah. i don't know how you could handle that much like raw emotional power in in one night you know <laughs> everybody walks out of the venue with like kleenex and <laughs> yeah and like red eyes <laughs> watery eyes yeah. yeah it would just be uh i mean it wouldn't be a train wreck but it'd be a train wreck people would be walking out of there just <laughs> what happened to you it was just so good say no more it's like <laughs> oh bouquet and amber glow are on the same the same bill tonight say no more <laughs> yeah so uh i think that's kind of all i really had to say just solid release yeah. in my opinion um you know, quick listen, solid songwriting and performances by everybody and production's phenomenal. So, um, yeah. Uh, what, we, what, sorry. I was just gonna ask you what you would rate it. Oh, uh, before, Unless you want to add before that. Else. Yeah. So yeah. in, in South Paul at the end, I really liked how they, uh, they had like this really soft ethereal sound with like wind blowing. So their ability to use, instruments and sound effects to also create that emotional uh landscape i thought was on par mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah that's really pretty, all else i wanted to add yeah that's pretty difficult to do without it sounding like, like cheesy or like forced mm -hmm. i think to add guess, to add in like non-instrument sounds mm -hmm. yeah to make them sound like you know let's 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 call it like movie realism maybe you know like you you like yeah. if you were to google like say like wind sound effects it'd be like you know mm -hmm. something goofy like that but yeah with with um you know putting it into music or uh, movie you have to make it you know obviously sound real and yeah i i i agree that they they get they good did a good job of adding all that extra stuff in there too yeah uh that's yeah so that's pretty much that or in tire screen tire swing they have really cool um i think it's artificial harmonics that's where you you don't push you don't push down on the strings all the way and you get that nice little ting like you know what i'm talking about it's at 120 you might be able to better uh, 120 yeah you might be able to better describe what the, i thought they were called art, artificial harmonics um yeah uh i've never heard the, the term artificial Oh. But it's they're they're basically just yeah like harmonics gotcha. where you where you like the the easiest place to do it is on like the twelfth fret yeah. of a guitar because it I don't know the science behind it but it's kind of like right in the middle of the of yeah. the neck so it like if you tried that on the first fret like it's like too it's like too tight or like the tension there's like too much tension or something yeah. but uh. Yeah, so you're just lightly holding your finger over the string and then you hit the string or you pluck the string and then take your finger away and it it's like a it's not like a full sound, it's very light. I think that's a sounding thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it an artificial harmonic cuz it's not like a true harmony. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not like an overtone. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, that was those were the the two comments two other comments that I had to make uh, but on rating it nice fast full raw emotional uh, this is definitely like a nine and a half in my opinion wow oh yeah okay. it, was, it was good it was it was right up there cool yeah what do you that's give that's pretty it? high yeah, I think uh, I, know, I think I've been giving a lot of high scores out I need to like really we need, <laughs> we need to find some bad bands and throw those in there so I can <laughs> Get my average back down there. Huh? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Can't keep, can't have it too high. No, I, I, uh, I, I had like an eight and a half nice. in my head. That's still good. Yeah. Not, not the ten. What kept it from being the ten of that you gave Amber Glow? Not to, not to keep comparing the two because they are completely separate bands, mm -hmm. but they both have that raw feel to them. So I'm, I'm just curious what kept, what was um, different that kept it from being the I 10. I think because I think I think it probably had something to do with the speaking the the spoken poetry. Mm -hmm. Um which I I like I loved that part of Amberglow and 
if they didn't have that, then they they would still be like unique, obviously, but that's what kind of really sets them apart is because they made it because Amberglow made it so integral to their sound rather than having just like, you know, at the end of Southpaw, there's like spoken poetry, mm-hmm. but it's more of like a, like you said, like a phone conversation Yeah, where it's almost like an added effect rather than being like an integral sound to their, okay. to their, you know, image, their band yeah. image. I got you. Yeah. So, um, probably that I pro I probably would have maybe if there was, yeah, if there, if that spoken poetry was more prominent throughout, mm-hmm. it probably would have gotten a couple more, like another point or so. Um, but you know, okay. can't always have every band doing that or else, you know, they all sound the same or else so, you pop music. Yeah. <laughs> <you're right. laughs> same four chords or three chords or whatever. Uh, four chords. But, uh, four chords. Yeah. Axis of Awesome did the four core song. It's I think amazing. I've seen that. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. There's like a lot of songs that he put in there, wasn't it? Like 20 or uh Oh, yeah. They, so the first time they did it, yeah, it was like 20 or something. And then they added, they a couple years later, they redid it to add more. And it's ridiculous. Isn't it? Yeah, that's, it's like all the same. Cor- Is it like the same chords or just the same chord progression? Uh, just in like a different like a different key or something. I, yeah, or it's I think all the it's same the same. Key. I think it's the same chord progression. I think. Okay. I would have to rewatch the video, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> okay, Cardinal EP definitely check that one out. Yeah. Um. Now we're moving on to Ice Nine Kills. Welcome to Horrorwood, the Silver Scream, Part Two. Okay. What did I, I want your opinion of it first because you were, uh, I wouldn't say adamant against like adamantly against Ice Nine Kills, but it, they just weren't your, uh, they weren't your style. Uh, and then you, you yeah. listen to American Psych or what is it? No, it was uh, uh, to, be to be scared. Yeah, hip to be yeah, scared. Hip, and hip you're hip like, I scared. might like these guys. So I'm, I'm curious what you thought of the rest of the album. So. I wouldn't say I loved it. Um, it was all right. I, I don't think because whatever last episode we did, you were like, "Oh, may, you were like, uh, maybe it might be a spicy episode because Jeff's not the biggest fan of this." I'm like, yeah. "Well, I might be." Yeah, I think I'm more of a fan of like this album than like previous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorites are still, I think like they're, they're like big singles that they put out. So like yeah. hip to be scared. I, I really love that song. Yeah. Like just, you know, it's just a great song. And, and like the first time I saw the video, cause I didn't, cause I knew they did the silver scream and I didn't know that this album was going to be a follow-up to that silver scream too. So when I saw the video for the first time, I think you sent it to me and I was like, why does this, music video looks so familiar <laughs> and then and then like the like the american psycho parts came in i'm like oh yeah that's american psycho so yeah. uh yeah so they continued that um like basing each song off of a like a horror movie but yeah so like hip to be scared was great i liked rainy day and i liked um assault and batteries uh-huh. and i think I think the shower scene might have been one of them too. Okay, one of my, one of my favorites too. But there, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I there, there's just like something about the sound that I can't fall in love with. Like there are elements of each song that I did like, uh, but overall, the album just wasn't really for me. And I I like I'm not like the biggest horror movie fan but i like i like scary movies a lot but i think a lot of these classics that they're talking about i i haven't seen a lot of them um so i don't really know all of the ones that they that like they're referencing here um but um i i would say like it grew on me a little bit the more times i listened to it um but i wouldn't say that i loved it overall 
okay. just kind of I just kind of liked those those couple singles that they put out um, and just kind of liked to listen to those or sing those to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I only just, a, just a, another note that I, I really only listened to it maybe like three times. Okay. And I know that you said before we, in one of the other episodes, you had listened to it three times already. Yeah. Before we, like by the time it, but from like Friday to Sunday or something. Yeah. When we were recording another episode. So I'm curious to, did you keep track of how many, how many times you listened to it? It was like total. Pl- or? It was like 10 plus. 10 plus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, and here's the, the crazy thing. It's not because I loved it. It. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I know that sounds really fishy, but. Do explain, uh, sir. <laughs> uh, I listened to it and I was like, yeah, this is really good. I listened to it again. And I was like there's something about this that this isn't right. And Not really, okay. yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what it is and I still can't figure it out, but I'm not head over heels. Like I loved the silver scream. I felt like every single song on there was just top notch. Uh, awesome. And then this one I had to put into like three categories. Uh, they had their, their singles, which were top tier, amazing. And I, you can obviously figure out why they are the singles that they put out and made music videos of. Mm-hmm. Then they have uh, my favorites, which are, um, I, I should say my favorites other than the singles. And then there are the ones that I just, I, I felt were a little flat. And it, it gave me this... <laughs> strange feeling because I was like, oh man, some of these songs are real like bangers and the other songs are just, they're not bad, but I can't figure out why I'm not in love. Like, why is it? Yeah. They're why just is not this, like why is this not quality? Yeah. Why doesn't this, uh, make me feel the way the other album did? Uh, so mm. it was just, it was weird. I, 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 and I, I can't tell you why, like I listened to it front to back over 10 times and I were would you, all, did you listen to it so many times? Cause you were trying to find, were you trying to find what it is you didn't like about it? Or were you trying to find things that you wanted to like about it or wanted? I was to trying to figure out it? why it didn't like click. Yeah. <laughs> like I was trying to figure out, I guess it'd be what I didn't like about it. Cause I was the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is awesome. I love it. Second time I listened to it, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this, like, this is a great album. The third time I listened to it, I, I kind of had this, like, like a thought in the back of my head, like, this isn't as good as you think it is. Ooh, wow. And, and I, I was like, you know, to myself, what are you talking about? And, <laughs> You're like, I didn't expect that to come out. Yeah. Like, and I just, maybe because it's. How long was the other? I, maybe because it's 14, 14 songs long. Well, 13 songs long. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think it's... Oh, the, other, the other one was 13 songs long. So, I, so you think it's it's one of those situations where like, there's like a really great movie and then they're like, yeah, let's continue this. And they create a sequel. Where like, oh, I should have left the legacy alone. So do you think that Silver Scream should have been like a one-time, like here's our opus because of how unique it was. And now that they're trying to, this is the sequel. Uh, it, it didn't live up to the first one. Uh, no, you think? no. I, it might be, maybe it would have been better as an EP. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I honestly, I, I still can't figure it out. Cause so for example, like assault and batteries, uh, funeral derangements, rainy day, and hip to be scared, were there. There four that they released. So, my if I was to order those, it would be like assault batteries, hip to be scared, funeral. No, I like funeral derangements better than hip to be scared. So funeral derangement, hip to be scared, and then rainy day, in those in that order. But then you have like welcome to horrorwood, which I thought was an awesome song, and. Uh, take your pick and then the box and versed vacation. I think those 
four were my next tier down of like, those were my favorites. And then all the other ones, I just kind of like, they weren't bad, but they didn't click. And it was just weird, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that kind of, I can, I can see how you arrived there because like you said, welcome Horrorwood was one of your favorites. Mm hmm. I almost didn't like that song instantly because let me because it has that like showtimey sound in some parts maybe yeah and that's why I liked about it I it has like this show tune sound and it's it's really catchy like they what they plugged into the algorithm perfectly and it this is a great song I like it. Yeah. Uh, like, like that's one of those things. It's like one of those sounds where like when <laughs> I know I, you might hate me after I say this, but you know, like when, if I hear like that carnival, like do that, that do that yeah. in a song, like I instantly don't like that song. Like I, <laughs> I, I just don't like, I don't like that carnival like riff or whatever, you, like yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, But like, it felt like, like when it first, so like Welcome to Horrorwood, when it starts like that, not when they're holding the chords up, but right at like nine seconds where that like fast metal part comes in, it's it's like what post-hardcore thinks like fast metal should be or something. It's almost like they're, it's almost like fast, like power chords or something. And it just sounded weird to me. Um, I don't know, I'm pro- I might be nitpicking which I seem to seem to do a lot, but you said at nine seconds. Yeah. Just like right when the fast part comes in. Oh, you're talking about welcome to Horrorwood. Yeah. It's all piano until like 40 something seconds or past. Oh, 40 whoops. Seconds. Oh, I'm, Oh geez. I, I got the wrong song playing. God. Yeah. At 50 seconds is when the guitar comes. That's in. what I thought. That's why I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. What song are you I did talk- that. What are you talking about? I did that too with the with the last song. Like when you when you were talking about Southpaw yeah. with Cardinal, I had a plot in you. Our next episode, we're doing plot in you, and I had a plot in you song. So when you're like uh, a yeah. minute, you're like a minute. Um, what was it like a minute thirty eight? I clicked on it. I'm like, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound like okay. <laughs> uh, I need to get better at that. But okay, so fifty. Yeah. That- yeah, I don't, I don't get Yeah, right right around yeah, right around that 50 second mark. It's like and then like that that drum beat is almost like a hard yeah. rock like It's just I don't know. It is that that that, that kind of like style riff style just doesn't really do it for me, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. I just like his voice. Like Oh, he's got the, a great voice. Oh, no, no, yeah, but the the way he articulates all the the phrases and words, it just it's catchy. Like, I could, I guess I could kind of see what you're saying with the the guitars and the drums, but like his his voice just has this like flow to it, and you're just like captured by it like instantly. Mm-hmm. I think, but yeah. I think, yeah, I think they, I, maybe I just favor big chorusy type songs like mm-hmm. hip to be, like hip to be scared. When I, I like when bands, um, elaborate on a melody you know, like they're like they hold like like we were talking about, you know, episodes and episodes ago where you try to fit too many words in to mm-hmm. like a, a chorus or something. Hip to be scared is a great example of them not doing that where where it's. It it, it it's just the right amount of words are there. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. You know, like it's it they just take their time you know, holding notes out and it's not like that poppy, like, you know, that type of thing. Um, and not that I really remember a lot of that in, in this 
in this album, but I think Hip to Be Scared is just my favorite song because it's got it's a great melody and they didn't and they they do the American Psycho um thing, you know, that little skit thing that they do in the yep. middle there. I I really liked that, but normally um, you know, things like that don't really grab my attention. Like like I, I, I noted that I think insult in assault and batteries, I, I think that's the one with like the they do like the squeaky toy sounds, right? Yeah. Like during like uh, at the beginning and then like during a breakdown, like like the yeah, like a rubber ducky sound. <laughs> and I remember like dogging on um between the berry to me because I'm like, oh I hate all these stupid sound effects that they put in there. But at least with like assault and batteries, like it it did get me kind of like a chuckle a little bit because it just it was so kind of like jarring sounding. But it fits it fits the story yeah. of what they're going for. Yeah. What they're representing. So it's like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. It's not just some random cartoon noise. Uh <laughs> you know. But uh yeah. so I guess like that type of thing just it just depends on the band yeah. and what what they're what they're going for. So um I what I will say, I'll just, yeah, I just want to say that um, the amount of like comprehension that it takes to like put an album like this together is very, very impressive because, you know, they're probably big horror fans yeah. that have seen these movies a million times and like to fit a whole movie into like a three minute song or four minute song and have everything rhyme and fit all together. And it, you know, it, yeah. that takes a lot of uh, effort. Yeah. Well, what's funny is now that you bring that up uh, kind of goes over what I was about to say is uh, with assault and batteries, it's not just one movie. They, they also talk about uh, Chucky's bride in the seat of Chucky. So now they're fitting in like three, four, three, four movies into one song. Okay. Uh, just, yeah, going back to assault and batteries, they, I remember watching that music video when it first came out and being like, this is, this is the perfect example why we should have all feared the Furbies that our parents got us on Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, like, those things were kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted one and I never got one, but they they did looking back, those things were creepy. My sister had hers buried in her closet underneath all of her dirty clothes, and at like two o'clock in the morning, it would like wake up and start talking. And it's like, why, why? Like no one's touching you. No one's playing with you. Why are you coming alive right now? Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Fuck those things. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Furbies. Yeah. FF. Uh, yeah. So he, so the singer, he's got like, Yeah. Not, I I don't want to say too many negative things, but he's got like he's got a good scream and he's got a great like singing voice. But yeah. I think the, just the style of the melt the types of melodies that he writes or something is just not for me. Okay. Um. I like the amount of um like extra stuff that that they put in there like that fits the song like you like like with uh southpaw for a uh, uh bouquet yeah so they added in like wind sound effects and stuff so like this it's not just like a straight you know guitar singer bass drums type band they have piano and they put you know they did their own it's like for hip to be scared they did their own interpretation of that song hip to be square i think it is by huey lewis and the news yeah is it was that was that's what it was so they kind of like reinterpreted it you know for their own own way and um those those are the types of things i like rather than rather than just like the songs themselves um i can appreciate when you try to put you know that much extra effort in to make it more authentic yeah, it's like in uh do, 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 in the shower scene, they have that whole screeching violin that is also in the uh that was off of Psycho. Yeah, yep, yep. that's I've never seen Psycho, but I know the shower scene, you know I know sound. of it. Everyone knows that. Sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so talking about this, I haven't seen I'm not the biggest horror buff. You're actually the one that got me into scary movies. 
Yeah, uh, which and, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I always thought you no, like more. No, no. And so what's funny is I they this is how good of a job that they did at depicting the movies because I've only ever seen, uh, for most of these, I've only ever seen commercials or even movie posters, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to narrow down all of them except for A Rash Decision and Ex Mortis just based off of the names and what they were saying throughout the song. Really? Okay. So yeah. I'm not you, familiar. So you don't you know, tell me, you, you want to go, you want to go. Okay. So throw them in, I might know which. Yeah. So welcome to Horrorwood. It wasn't necessarily about a scary movie, but they, um, talk about scream a little bit at the, uh, that one. I also had to look up a little bit. I was a little confused on that one cause it didn't quite fit. But then a rash decision was Cabin Fever. Oh, really? I love that movie. Yep. So then Assault and Batteries is obviously the Chucky franchise. The shower scene Mm -hmm. is Psycho. Funeral Derangements is Pet Cemetery. I have never seen any of those. Yep. Uh, Rainy Day is the Resident Evil franchise. Okay. Uh, Hip to be Scared is American Psycho. Take your pick is uh, my bloody Valentine. Uh, is it called my bloody Valentine? I can't think of that's the name of if that's the name of the the movie or either way. That's that one I'm not familiar with. I don't I think. think it's, I think it's actually called my bloody Valentine. I'll look it up here in a second. Okay. Uh, the box is Hellraiser. Uh, okay. Fly is the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Versed Vacation is Hostel, I believe. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one's... And have then, you seen that? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you should watch that one. If you're, right. not, if you're not the biggest like horror fan, That yeah, I don't think you would... Yeah. You might uh, throw up at that Ex Mortis was... This was the one I had trouble with. I think my friend said it was the Evil Dead. Okay. I think... And then uh, Farewell to Flesh was the Candyman. Okay. Yeah. And some yeah. of these are having remake have remakes that I yeah. need to watch because I know the Candyman just had a new one. Um, Rash Decision. You know, okay. So you said that was on Cabin Fever. I really liked the original one and I saw there was actually a remake and it was done by Eli Roth okay. who also did Hostel. All okay. right. Uh, but the new cat, the new version of the cabin of cabin fever is like literally line for line the same as the old movie. It's just updated. It's just updated. It's like new <laughs> actors. And like, instead of a guy cop, there's a woman cop. Okay. And so like some of the roles were reversed, but I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This is what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like I like cabin fever. It's a great original movie. And then there was a second one that I don't really know too much about. It's kind of one of those like straight to DVD movies. And then the new version is on, I think I saw it on Netflix and I'm like, it it was like literally the same script and, and all the same jokes and everything. I was like, Oh my God, that's funny. And the movie is my bloody Valentine, uh, in 1981. And then they did a remake in 2009. So was my, was that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of remembering a horror remake around that time, like 2009. Was it like, did they do it in like 3d? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Okay. I never saw that one, but I do remember some something about that. Yeah. Existing. My bloody Valentine 3D. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Um Yeah, yeah no like idea. the box the the uh the box um Hellraiser. I haven't seen any of the Hellraiser ones, but somehow I find myself watching all of the history and the lore about the Cenobites on YouTube a lot. <laughs> and I, 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 I texted my friend who, who's like a real horror movie guy. And he was, he was like, Oh, the Hellraiser movies, they're, they're terrible. I'm like, really? I mean, they, they look okay. He's like, yeah, they're, it's cool. It's cooler as like a concept rather than like, like the actual movies being good. But so, but yeah, I like learning. I liked learning about like the history behind them and 
how they get summoned and all that kind of thing. Yeah, there's like a puzzle box and yeah, you have to solve it the right way. Um, and if you do, then you get then you summon the Cenobites, and yeah. they like take you back to hell for like eternal torture, or sometimes they might turn you into one into a yeah. Cenobite, you know, and then you don't lo- you don't have any memory of you ever being human. So I think a lot of the Cenobites were human at one point. Yeah, and like pleasure is pain to them or pain mm-hmm. is pleasure to them and yeah so yeah sick shit <laughs> what <laughs> not i just made sick shit yeah my i think my one friend had watched them and said that uh they're they're like the saw movies just worse or something like that is how he <laughs> described it like if you don't like the Saw movies, you're not going to like this because it's just as disgusting, if not worse. <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. I, like I yeah, said, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, I like I liked Saw. I liked Saw movies, but when they start making like seven or eight of them, it kind of loses its like punch punchline because kind of like the first or second one they kind of make it so like they deceive you the whole movie and then the final reveal of how everything happened kind of happens at the end of the movie and i think they continued that trend through each movie yeah and it just kind of got you know you can kind of it was like a little bit predictable that 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 was coming but um yeah yeah so i might have to go back and read some of these lyrics about what they're about one of these some of these movies are because i I was expecting a lot of these movies to be like those classic ones that I've never seen, but uh, you know, a couple that you just mentioned were, were movies that I do, that I did like. And so I, I have to yeah um, go back. I think a lot of them actually had remakes. Didn't they? So yeah. Like it's my some, bloody Valentine like had it. a remake. Uh, I mean, all the Chucky movies had remakes, but then rainy day kind of has, Movies still coming out. Yeah. Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. And then what do we say? Uh I'm drawing a blank. I think the fly had a remake, even. Uh you said Cabin. Farewell F- Farewell the Flesh was Candyman. That yeah, was the Candyman. new one came out. I think the the Evil Dead also had a remake. Yeah. So maybe that was the o- overwhelming theme as originals that had remakes to them i don't know <laughs> could be uh one, one thing i did find find interesting about this album is you know how uh, this was like one of the first like five episodes or something we talked about how it was strange that how the singles had 10 times as more plays as the other songs mm-hmm. and it was like it didn't matter if the the album just came out that's just kind of how it worked i was looking at the plays and they're actually fairly even. Uh, Hip to be scared has six mil, and then rainy day assault batteries, assault and batteries have three, almost four million. But then all the other ones are hovering at, and funeral arrangements has two point three mil. Then all the other ones are hovering just over the million marker. So it's there. It's not ten times. It's like six times compared to the uh whatever everything else so i just thought that everyone's kind of it's kind of like everyone's enjoying it equally like the whole album they're not necessarily choosing one over the other yeah yeah it's it seems yeah it's more consistent it's mm -hmm. not as it's not as drastic of a of a ratio than what is typical for singles versus the rest of the album yeah just what we've seen at least but I agree with what you said earlier about you can tell which ones were the singles and yeah. then or why they picked those as singles to go out. Yep. Um, yeah, because the other ones. Yeah, like weren't really like single quality <laughs> in my in my opinion. And yeah, like yeah. Oh, so you I guess what what favorites did you have if you had any? Um, just the ones I mentioned earlier, so okay. like Hip to be Scared, Rainy Day, uh, 
assault and batteries. And I, I th- and I thought shower scene was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. 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 It was one of them. I just had to skip through it for a second. Um, yeah. So I'd say four favorites that I might possibly add to a playlist. Yeah. Hello. Hello four. Hello five. <laughs> Why are they called hello? I have no idea. I know. Like I texted, I texted Matt uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like of a screenshot of my playlists and I was like, I have no idea what to call my playlists. So I just had like, hello, one through four. And you're like, why hello? I was like, I have no idea. It's just because <laughs> I didn't know what else to put. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was another funny thing is my friend, she texts me and she goes, because she absolutely loves this album. She's been playing it nonstop. She goes, which ones are your favorite? And I didn't know how to answer it because it was kind of like in that category of, well, obviously it's the, uh, the singles, but so what I said is I, I said that the singles, but then the ones that I haven't heard before, cause I, you know, I've heard the singles multiple times and I told her, uh, uh, what did I say? I said, welcome to Horrorwood, take your pick, the box and worst vacation. Uh, out of the ones she's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I mean, if, I've listened to the other ones, you know, a couple dozen times already. So out of the ones that I haven't heard yet, these were the ones that are my favorite. And I think that's the best way to describe it is you got your singles and then I have my favorites that weren't singles. And then the rest of the album, I just kind of don't listen to. Yeah. But I mean, that's eight, eight out of 13, 14 songs. Well, yeah. 13 songs. So yeah, it's still bad. good. Yeah, I think I think this yeah, this might be one of the bands where I I don't listen to the album all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's just you just pick your favorites. Whereas like Bouquet, maybe maybe because it's so short, it's just easy to get through the whole thing, but I enjoy just listening through the whole album altogether. Yeah. The whole EP altogether. But um Well, it's just yeah. it's strange because I, I listen to like the Silver Scream, I'll listen to like the first one, I'll listen to it front to back. I think mm-hmm. that I like every song on there. And so it's just, it's strange that, and I, for whatever reason, I can't put my finger on it. I'm let down, I guess, by, by this mm-hmm. in the, like a strange way. Like, because I only like eight out of the 13 songs, it's, it, it you know, it, it's strange. I, I don't know how to else to describe it. Yeah, like it seems like you like the majority of them, but overall, like you like them for what they are, but overall you just kind of disappointed in in the in the release as like a whole. I yeah, I don't know. I and the fact that they had this whole like mystery build up thing and it I didn't maybe I just didn't get it. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I was expecting something big and Granted, like I love eight of the songs out of the 13, so I don't know why I feel this way, but it it's just not what I was expecting, I guess. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that they got Corpse Grinder on one of the tracks. <laughs> That's <was> pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, Corpse look, Grinder is from I had to look the Cannibal name of Corpse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh yeah, I I I had someone else tell me about um like Silver Scream, the first one. And uh, I think I gave like the first four or five songs a chance and it just, I don't know. I, I guess just the sound overall for the for the band mm-hmm. was is just not my style that I look for, really. Yeah, and I, and one of my other coworkers, they listened to Ice Nine and I was like, hey, have you, have you listened to the Welcome to Horror, you know, the Silver Scream 2? And they're like, no, not yet. And they sent me a, a message through Facebook uh, a couple days later saying, yeah, I was all right, but we're going back to every trick in the box. And that was, that was a really good album. I like that album too. Was that a, that was an older one? Yeah. Like 2015. 
Okay. Yeah, so it seems like they've adopted like a different sound maybe. Because yeah. like when, cause I don't know that album, but based on the little like the, the skit, like Hip to be Scared when he's talking about Oh. Their earlier stuff was a little too seen for me, but when the Silver Scream came out, they really came into their their own artistically and melodically or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really know about their earlier releases how different their how different it sounded. It's seen one hundred percent. Like that's not <laughs> wrong. Like it's one hundred percent like seen music, and it's it's great. I like, I love it. So yeah, okay. The, maybe I, I have to. Maybe I'll turn it once those guys. Oh, I only listen to their older stuff. <laughs> I do that all the time. I know. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> you say like you say that. You say that. Do people are you, are you like, like? Yeah, not yeah, not so snooty, but yeah, I, yeah. I know at least a couple times this. Uh, I think this week even we were talking about bands at work, and I said, "Yeah, they're not bad. I like their older stuff." <laughs> oh, I'm sure I've done it too. So you, you don't have to feel guilty about that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so what would you rate this overall? Um, if, if you don't have anything else to say. You know, I don't. Um, honestly, I want to give it like a seven. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking around a seven and a half. Okay. I didn't know how else. It's kind of like, the the singles, I would put it like a 10, well done. Except for Rainy Day. For whatever reason, that one just rubs me the wrong way. That gets like an 8. And then <laughs> the ones that I really enjoyed, my 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 favorites that weren't singles are, you know, up there at like 9s. And then the rest of them kind of bring it down to where that's just all averages out to around a 7.5. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it, they're great musicians. Uh, they do really good guitar work and singing, and they have amazing conceptual ideas. But this this one just didn't fall right. Mm-hmm. I'm still excited. I'm getting my. Uh, I did get it. I got. Uh, so I was supposed to get a vinyl of this album, and they sent me an email saying, "Oh, well, it's going to be late." So. When it came out, I was supposed to get it. It was supposed to be on like my front porch or something like that. Like they were shipping it out early, and mm-hmm. then it's supposed to arrive at the on the release date. Like, oh, it's gonna be late. Um, I said okay. It's like, all right, you can cancel it. No, no, I'm still excited. I, I'll, it's, I think it'll still be fun to have, especially since it's the um the bloody raincoat, uh, press. So it's like clear vinyl with red splats all over it. Cool. Yeah. I bet they have some amazing artwork on it. Do, do, does vinyl come with like a, you know, like a booklet, like a big book thing? Uh, like, like liner notes and stuff or sometimes, sometimes. the ones, the okay. ones that I don't, I've, I think I've seen them with some sort of like page pullout, but typically it's just big fucking CD case. Okay. Yeah. Cause um, that'd be a great opportunity to, to make their own artwork and put it, you know, with like lyrics, like a big lyric book. Cause oh, I don't, I don't yeah, own any, cool. I don't own any vinyl. I'm not a vinyl person, but, yeah. uh, especially like for CDs, you know, they, they can, they, I really like looking at CD art. So yeah. if you've got like a big, basically like a big CD booklet, but for vinyl, it like inside the vinyl case, um, that'd be, that'd be almost, that'd be awesome to see like large enhancements of like, I don't know, with like the lyrics on there, but then like a, like an interpretation of what, of the, of the movie that they're talking about. Yeah. I think they made their own comic book company or they teamed up with somebody to start making comics. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I haven't really looked into it all that much, but I remember seeing something about how they have their own, they're starting like, I guess going into the commercial aspect of like, they're, they're still doing the music, but now they're like looking to expand out into other mediums of entertainment. Yeah. Like making it, uh, making it like a brand 
almost. Yeah. And that's, that's smart to do because. Uh, oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they kind of did. So when in the beginning of Welcome to Horrorwood, they say ink fills the page, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look at the lyrics for that, it's ink is all capitalized and you take the first letter of ice nine kills. What do you get? You get ink. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that was their comic book. Ink. Ink. Okay. Yeah. So it's cause it's ice nine kills ink. It, it's cool. little play on letters. Does their, does their comics follow their albums or is it like original comics? No, like I said, I haven't looked into it all that much. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. That's, about the album. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thanks for joining us on this episode. Uh, next week's episode, we are doing Knocked Loose, their new EP, uh, A Terror in the Fabric of Life, and uh, The Plot in You, their new LP, Swan Song. So see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.